Welcome to Pause and Press Play. Thanks for tuning in. What's going on, guys? How are y'all doing? Thanks so much for tuning in. Welcome to another episode of Pause and Press Play. I am your host, Kyla Nicole. That's probably eventually going to be doing the most. And I'm ready to jump into this thing. So let's get it going. For those of you that are new to the party, again, I'm Dr. Kyla Nicole. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram, Dr. Kyla Nicole Lurry. Um, and for those of you that are back waiting on this episode, thanks so much. You know, I, I really, really rock with y'all and appreciate the support. And this season, we have dedicated the entire podcast to the Black experience. And so that's what I've been sharing and what I've been talking about. And the feedback that I have gotten has just been amazing. Um, Lots of thoughts, lots of conversation. And so I guess it's doing exactly what it's supposed to do. And that is getting everybody involved and sharing their experiences, sharing their thoughts and their perspectives, um, and just being able to build with one another, grow with one another, um, and realize that we're so much stronger together. So I really want to jump into this week's um, topic, which is kind of interesting because I still... I don't know how I feel about it, y'all. Last week, I shared my experience with my emotions and my responses as it relates to being a Black woman. And this week, I really want to discuss just, (laughs) it's probably 50 different things, but it's an overall picture or depiction of, of how we're portrayed and the thoughts that are surrounded and really what provoked this thought to me. And I've had this conversation a hundred times, right? Um, which is really the portrayal of Black women, the portrayal of how we are, um, not only with one another, but pretty much how the world sees us. And, and I think we touched on a little bit of it last week. And so we'll probably continue from a different perspective, but or a different situation, shall I say. I, I realize that um, there is the stigma that's always associated with us, and that typically tends to be the angry black woman, or you know, the woman that kind of walks around like she's got a crutch that she's holding, or the one that, you know, there's always something wrong or she's got to be extra or, you know, here you go again. It's just the little things that I notice in our community um, as it relates to the treatment that we get that it just rubs me away. You know, it's like we can wake up and be the most positive, uh, happy, fulfilled, purposeful living person. But because we have specifics about our lives or qualifications for the relationships that we desire or, you know, just this idea of luxury that we want to live, that that somehow means that we're doing the most or um, as though we don't deserve it or we don't, you know, require it, which is interesting because I feel like 
I mean, black women, I mean, we run the world, women in general, you know, we are just such dynamic humans, the way that we were created, our ability to multitask, our ability to see, you know, well into our household, the ability to be able to be strong, even when we absolutely feel like we're crumbling, um, I mean, we just we just put on the game face and we carry it so well. But inside, there's so many different thoughts. There's so many different filters, so many different, um, you know, little this, little that here and there that essentially we have to always scale back, downsize, you know, watch your response. What There's just all these limitations on us. And I really feel like we have to have these conversations because how do we change the narrative? You know, how do we say that, listen, because I qualify relationships in my life doesn't mean that I'm I'm picky or that I'm being a B, you know, or that I'm less than like just because I have understood and developed my love of self doesn't necessarily mean that um, I'm hard to love. You know, it doesn't mean that I have these over the top requirements. And I think that it really comes from the portrayal of how we're portrayed in the world. I think some of the systems that are set up have really demeaned us and left a bad taste in the mouths of so many, including ourselves. Um, And we have to begin to have the conversation about how to change the narrative. And there are a ton of wonderful people out here that are doing the work. There are a ton of folks that are determined to make sure that we are well taken care of, distinguished, established, that we, you know, are portrayed in the utmost light. But then there's still the forces that be that work against those things. And we see it time and time again, you know, we see or have feelings about the black man that, <clears throat> excuse me, uplifts us and um, praises us and and desires us, but at the same time won't date us, you know. And and there's questions around that, like, does that mean something? On one side of the table, I feel like, hey, you can love who you want to love. Love doesn't have a color. I say go for it. But then there are the other conversations that I think come up with that that says, you know, if you love us so much, then why don't you procreate with us, marry us, protect us and keep us? You know, I think there's both sides to the argument and I think both sides are very valid and I think it's situational, but it does make me say, hmm, what's the narrative that's been written about us? You know, what, where does that come from? Where does that stem from? And I think that some of it is systematic to be honest with you, you know, I was having a conversation with my ex and we were really talking about the child support um, system that's in place. You know, thank God he and I have come to this place where we co-parent very well. Um, we worked out our differences, you know, my husband, him, like we can all sit in a room and have dinner with with his um, significant other. I mean, it, it's just easy because ultimately I think it's about the child. Like, what's the example that I want to set in front of the child? What is um, important to us as far as the examples and the role models and the um, problem solving skills and relationship working outs do we want our child to see or children to see? Excuse me. And that's important for me. But I mean, of course, it took a long time to get there. Um, And and thank God for growth and development. But but that's a question that kind of came up is the system that's set out here for our African-American men like child support 
And although I think that, again, there are two sides, three sides really to all of these stories, because (laughs) in some cases, folks got to be on it, need to be on it. And that's just what it is. But then there are other cases where men are put on this that are not deserving and they are doing the right thing and they are um, trying to step up. And because it's not with that other significant uh, interest that they had or because they're not doing it the way that they want, they utilize that system to punish, um, which really puts our black men in a situation because, you, you know, there are so many legal things that happens to a man when he isn't compliant or can't comply, you know, or once you kind of get wrapped up in the system, how the system treats you. Um, it's really, really hard. And it's just as hard for him as it is her. You know, there's an emotional toll that that goes on the woman that has to go down here and do this and force this because it's not, you know, um, being done or because they're not able to work through the, the things And so it always leaves me perplexed at thinking, man, you know, how did it go wrong? Where did it go wrong? And what so significant happened where these two individuals at one point who were who were interested in one another, cared for one another, created something so wonderful um, despite their relationship status? Where's the breakdown where they can't sit down and figure it out? And usually it lies in the treatment of one another. It lies in the words that have killed the relationship. It lies in the actions that have destroyed the trust. You know, it lies in the hurts that have been unresolved and not healed. There there are these holes that are in each of their souls that they just have not been able to process through. And unfortunately, each other are looking for a way to make each other pay and the child pays and it's just a mess. But it goes to say that, man... Why have we not seen that before? It's out there. There are people that do it every single day, but it's not it's not televised. It's not shown. It's not significant enough. You know, it's no different than when we look at entertainment and how we're portrayed as black women. You know, it's we don't we're just now starting to see relationships that are good and healthy and whole with black women. But. I mean, it's still few and far between. I mean, you think about the episodes that we saw coming up, like for me, living single and girlfriends and, you know, Moesha and um, family matters, like these relationships that I watched, Cosby, some good, some bad, but they, they taught you some of these skills that I think TV is missing today. And that is having a significant impact on how we relate to one another, how we love one another, how we adjust our, you know, each other's crowns. Um, And I think that it's important to really, really unpack that. Like, we deserve relationships. We deserve to be built up and empowered. We deserve to have a safe place to land at every angle that we're on. We deserve to be loved no different because just because of our personality or or how we see things or how we filter things or how our hurts are like we deserve that and i think that's why building your community and your tribe is so important because those are the people that are going to rock with you for you those are the people that are going to love you but i think the issue is that we spend so much time trying to be something that we're not carry something that we shouldn't carry portray something that we feel like we can't let down that we have a lot of fake relationships around us a lot of relationships that don't necessarily speak to our soul but may speak to our our ego or speak to our pockets or speak to the other interests that we have that we're still left lonely 
we're still left in the corner trying to figure out what's wrong with me. And it's simply because the mask that we that we wear on a day to day basis, the mask that we can't seem to take off, that we can't seem to put down because we're so afraid. You have people that have been in situations with people that have broke them down that one time and that's all it took. And they've carried that thing with them for 20 years, afraid, fear, afraid to unpack, afraid to move forward, afraid to try new, to, afraid to give it again. Because, I mean, honestly, you think in your mind, yo, I don't know if I can take that again. I don't know if I can pick myself up from that again because I know the struggle because I know it was hard. And I get it, y'all. I've been there. I understand it. And I've been there a hundred times again, but I've come to the conclusion that I refuse to allow a certain situation or a certain circumstance make me bitter to the entire world and miss out on the things that I'm supposed to do, the things that I love, the purpose that I have, the gift that I'm supposed to share. I refuse because ultimately I need to do what helps me sleep at night. And that's be Kyla. That's love hard. That's wear my heart on the sleeve. That's walk with excellence and integrity. That's give until I can't give no more. That's who I am. And that's what I enjoy. And yeah, there's some bumps along the way. There are some bruises. But guess what? God will send you people that where you are weak, they will be strong because he loves you and he wants to protect you. But it's sometimes difficult to receive from those people because we haven't yet resolved the holes that we have. See, I have the understanding that the people that are around me, regardless of their feedback, that they love me, their perspective, their their heart is for me. So therefore, the information or criticism or feedback that they give me is coming from a good place. I may not like the way that it sounds. I may not like what they're saying, but I understand that this is important for me to grow, to develop, to elevate. And that's the thing. So we, we have to figure out where these hurts come from. And in my black experience, our community and our culture has been impacted so heavy from this. Because as I mentioned on our last episode, you know, you have other cultures in that they know that they don't like so-and-so. And, but guess what? They're still going to give them that job. They're still going to uh, root for them. They're still going to make sure that that money stays in that community. They're still going to make sure that um, they're kept And we're not necessarily that way. And we've got to figure out, well, why is that? Because of the betrayal, because of the hurt, because of the things that we've not seen or exposed ourselves to. This experience that I've had has made me learn so much about who I am and my culture and where I come from. Um, It has helped me identify the gaps in my life because I've done the work. And I think that it's imperative that you do the work as well. I think that it's imperative that you understand that your gifts and your talents, um, they're only going to take you so far without further development. And they're not simply for you. They're not solely for you to hoard. Your gifts and your talents are for the people in the world that need what you have. There are people that are circling, that are waiting to get in position right now. and, and, And they can't because you have taken away their ability to um, process the giftings that you have. And that's big. That's big and it's a, it's a heavy weight. It's a lot of responsibility. Um, and, it, and it works that way even in your relationships because your relationships are a mirror. Your relationships are going to mirror you. 
right? And you have to decide that am I attracting the broken parts of my soul or am I attracting the whole that I have? And the, when I say the whole, I mean the wholeness, the energy, the vibes. Like we we walk around sometimes saying exactly what we want, knowing what we want, waiting to manifest that thing, but not exactly ready to do the work that comes with that. That is important to do. Um, and it's hard, you know, it, it, everybody's magic word right now is therapy. But what is it doing? What is it forcing you to do? If If your entire idea of going to therapy is just to go sit on someone's couch and dump and not look towards yourself for the accountability or to do the work or to um, further develop yourself and walk in your purpose like you've got to figure out okay well what am I doing here because we don't want to spend time doing a bunch of meaningless things today is what you have tomorrow isn't promised yesterday is something that you can't change or think about so what you have is today and every day you get the opportunity to wake up And do it better than you did it before. Every day that you open your eyes is a blessing. And I know that sometimes it just gets so mundane and it just gets so um, robotic, man. Sometimes it just, the growing pains, the birthing pains, the uh, issues that arise, sometimes they just feel so overwhelming. And you're like, you know what, y'all? I don't want to do this no more. And... Then you come to this moment where you realize and say, what is my alternative? Because there's never giving up can't be it. Taking yourself out can't be it. Shutting yourself off from the world can't be it. Isolating yourselves can't be it. Because what is that going to do? It is not going to, it's not going to change anything. It's really only going to make the matter worse. Sometimes we're waiting for this dumb, deep revelation that says, come on, y'all, give me a word so that I can move forward with my life. And a lot of times that word is given to you when you open your eyes in the morning. So what I've learned from my black experience is to not perpetuate the cycle, to not recycle the thoughts and the images and the ideologies that I have, to not carry those negative experiences with me. And although I'm not saying, hey, just go out here, be trusting with everybody, befriend everybody, let everybody in, because that that doesn't help. Um, that's not going to solve it. But it's it's having the wisdom and having the proper application of that wisdom coupled with your discernment. That is what's going to carry you. Someone asked that question to me, you know, a couple of days ago, and they said, OK, hey, well, if if <laughs> I want friends and I I meet them, then what? I mean, am I supposed to just be like, yo, hey, be my friend? And I said, hey, you know, that depends on your makeup because that's how I am. I'm going to give you everything that I'm going to give you until you give me a reason not to. But what I realize is that there's a power in my community because I, I have a community that knows me so well that when I meet somebody, they're on guard and they're saying, hey, what are we looking for? What are we thinking? What are we this? What are we that? I want to meet them all of this because they can see the things that I can't see. They can they can address the issues that I may not know and vice versa. That's how we do that together. That's how we grow our community and our tribe. That's how we become beyond the experiences that we have had that have hindered our ability to be what we need to be. So I think that we have to start at that place. That place of developing, that place of what my experience have, how they've shaped me, how they've grown. How has my black experience 
made me respond to other experiences, cultures, and problems, and issues, and situations. I have to evaluate my filters that have caused me to filter out things that may have left me vulnerable. And by vulnerable, I mean, hey, there are desires and things that you want to have that are within your reach that fear is immobilizing you and keeping you from having, keeping you from going after, keeping you from doing it because such control and fear has been placed in our culture and our experiences that we hoard in different areas. We hoard our feelings. Our- because I think that if, if I'm being completely honest about it, I think that there is such a... Um, a shame that is attached to our everyday learning um, and our everyday systems. Like at this point, I think that we're having to learn and unlearn and learn some more, unlearn some more because these experiences that we've had have really taken us through um what seemingly feels like more than we should go through or could handle, could bear. But at the same time, um, I think the experiences have been so wild that it, it, it somewhat leaves us in a place of uh, complacency and, and being content or wanting to be content um, and settling just to avoid some of the pain um, in some of the, the situations that we, we do experience as it relates to um, our experience culturally with one another, different genders, um, children, people we love, um, all of those things. So I think it's important to begin these conversations. You know, these are ongoing conversations that have to be had. These are ongoing evaluations that we have to continue to do with ourselves Um, these are conversations that we have to begin having, um, within our homes and within our communities, because, uh, while we might be very vocal about our experiences, there are a ton of experiences that are just left untold, are just left unsaid. You know, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, I know, um, in my family there, there were just certain conversations and certain topics that were off limits, you know, like you just can't talk about it or we're not going to talk about it. Um, And I always thought that that was strange because I felt like, well, how can you help me um, overcome or endure or even go around if you're not willing to share some of those experiences? But I think that because we, within our culture, have not gotten okay with the decisions that we've made, with the things that we've done, with the outcomes um, because of those things, it's almost like we sometimes can carry around the, well, I had to endure it. So you do too, you know, or I had to go through it and you'll be fine too. And I'm like, well, that, I mean, that's continuing the cycle. Um, that's continuing to expose those people that you care about and you love, um, with pain that could be, you know, avoidable or unnecessary or, um, where they could just be better prepared (laughs) if they knew. And um, these are real, real things. You know, these are just real things that I've experienced um, just within my immediate circle. 
um, in conversations that I've had that I'm like, you know, maybe there are other people that are experiencing these things, but we have to begin to shift our narrative and we have to begin to think about how we can not only make it better, not specifically for our generations up and down, but for the generations that are going to come um, behind us, you know, um, or, and that could be, that could be anyone, you know, that could be your children, that could be your cousins, that could be your little sisters, that could be your, um, you know, your, your nieces, your nephews, um, anyone essentially that you desire to shield. And I won't say, I guess shield may not be the appropriate word, but just a buffer, um, so, you know, we're just getting rolling. We're just getting started. I'd love to hear y'all's feedback. And the, the, again, this, there's no ending, <laughs> so to speak, um, as it relates to this, because this is an ongoing thing and something that I'm definitely excited to hear your feedback about, your thoughts about. Um, so let's chit chat about it. You know, don't, don't be shy. Leave your comments. Feel free to share message, um, subscribe so that, I know we're we're on track, we're on topic, and we're making it happen. So let's put a pause in this. Until next time, um, go back, pause, and press play. Think, think, think about these things, and let's pick it up next week. Until next time, guys. Until next time, don't forget to tune in. Pause and press play.